0: Quarantine Spook Show, um, Kyle Correzi. There was a storm brewing this weekend, and it culminated in snow today. fire happening so I'm going to tell some horror stories. All the horror stories I'm going to tell are going to be improvised. I'm going to pull some horror story titles from my hat and then make them up from there. And if you have any titles to submit you can send them the quarantinespookshow at gmail.com. let's get into it This first story is called Amphora At that very moment, you could only probably find three other ships on the water at that time with a higher amount of rare rare archaeology finds. On the ship were uh, Artifacts from India Some that were recovered from uh, They were recovered before Aryan and Muslim invasions From centuries past Including some Greek artifacts as well Archaeologist, he, during the trek to the Canadian Museum, he liked to roam the docks, and roam the cargo, and pull stuff out just to have a look at some of the artifacts. various sculptures of uh, the many forms of Shiva, and how they've been interpreted uh, throughout the centuries. He didn't go for the Greek stuff too often. He figured, oh, you know, raised in a... European and American-based education system, he feel, felt like, oh, I, I know all the stuff I can, uh, that, that those regions had to offer. It wasn't what he was quite exploring at the time, but nevertheless, curiosity beckoned him, and he went through some of that cargo as well. It's worth noting that he's not a, he wasn't allowed to rifle through this cargo. But still he had a crowbar and didn't stop him from peeling open the crates and just rummaging through them. He was always delicate with them. heard rumors about a uh, Egyptian mummy specialist uh, taking pieces of bandage and appendages from a body that uh, they were ex- inspecting no he didn't have quite a distorted or twisted fascination of that sort just a uh, pure admiration or that's how he saw it Found one nymphura that uh, he was very fond of. It had really tightly fastened handles on it, and there were images on images on it, as, as if it was telling a story. This wasn't an artifact he found or he researched, so he didn't know what the story was. He had some guesses, but he he thought he was better off just asking. Uh, expert, or someone who's known to the region. And the storage area for the ship wasn't well lit, so I wanted to take the artifact out and uh, inspect it a little bit with a flashlight. pristine it was, how the images of the people on it uh, really popped, and all the designs, even just gazing upon it uh, in dim lighting uh, felt like it was reading the most riveting novel there was, or the best cinema, the best painting, the best anime, you know, any... kind of brilliant piece of storytelling that's what it felt like to stare at this artifact. But he didn't have a context for the story that it was trying to tell. But he could only speculate. He saw a trail of people in the artifact uh, both giving gifts and fighting. He didn't know what came first since both images were circular. Maybe it's just a statement on a on the circular nature of humanity. How the beats of history always repeat themselves without wait without even waiting for a generation to pass. He was riveted by the artifact. Enough to remind him of why he got into archaeology and anthropology in the first place. staring at it uh, he heard a really deep voice that shouted hey Bruce and then he just freaked out and then Chet dropped the artifact and landing on the ground it shattered into pieces the clash was loud but he didn't hear anything else after that person who said the voice was someone who was shouting something on the ship. Probably calling to someone else, looking for someone else. A scenario that had nothing to do with him, but nonetheless he still had the broken inferno to deal with. Anyone can identify with the, the mild tragedy of breaking a vase or any sort of dinnerware or plateware or anything like that, but breaking such a rare and old artifact into well over a hundred pieces, Chet just thought, oh my god, I am fucked. the destruction of this artifact would affect his career. What would happen to him afterwards? All the insights, the history that he obliterated. He was getting nervous, paranoid. But then he thought, "Uh, maybe I can fix it, maybe I can fix it. amphora pieces uh, into the corner bringing them up into more pieces as he did so trying to get all the old dust with it as well then ran into his makeshift office on the ship and then grabbed some uh, crazy glue and then ran back down to the storage area trying to rebuild the artifact proved very difficult think about the think of, think of it as like trying to solve a 5000 piece jigsaw puzzle when you've been awake for a 4 day straight that's what it felt, what it felt like to Chet to repair this artifact to bring it back to its former glory larger pieces were easier, but, uh, for the smaller pieces and crumbles, uh, he had to, he really had to, really just had to wing it, pretty much. The crazy glue was getting really clumpy, and all those clumps were reflected in the final product. By the time he finished, uh, four hours later, Fur was just like this weird, misshapen thing. His main goal was to make sure that he glued it in a way that it would still hold water and liquid. So that now, when it was broken, and it looked super hardcore, clumpy between the seams and between the cracks thought if someone would ask like oh why is it all clumpy he would just be like oh it was a new uh experimental uh mosaic type of design that the greeks were going for his main concern that the uh pictorial images and the uh artifact were all like uh, mushed up and cluttered and much more abstract. and didn't make, it, make didn't make the same sense that it used to Tried not to worry about it Eventually the archaeologists and the museum curators uh, eventually arrived at the uh, the Montreal Museum of archaeology. A totally real museum. They were unloading the cargo, uh, a lot of the Indian artifacts and some of the Greek artifacts. And the archaeologists were participating in a how to place what where, helping the museum staff to organize it, so that someone came to visit the museum, they had some sort of context of uh, how to flow through history as they flow as they uh, flow through these artifacts. Chet tried to keep the uh, for close to him, you know. Two archaeologists. Both specialized in ancient Greece. uh, Observing it. One of them said, this is totally fucked. Who did this? And the other one said, what are you talking about? This is a masterpiece. What the fuck do you mean it's a masterpiece? Well, look at it. Can't you tell that it's an experimental type of mosaic design that the Greeks were going for? Ugh, they were so brilliant. No, man, it looked like someone really just like dropped it and did a shitty job putting it back together. Both the archaeologists were arguing and then one of them uh, called over to Chet like, Hey Chet, what do you think? we know it's not like your specialty, but like, what do you think of this, uh, emphora right here? And then Chet said, uh, I don't know, looks, looks fine to me. And then one of the archae- archaeologists said, yeah, I told you, it's like a, it's brilliant, it's a masterpiece, it's really cool. They were already experimenting with adhesives back then, you know, some hardcore shit, you know, hell of a discovery. I'm sure some form of adhesive adhesives, adhesives were around, but you know, it's still really cool. And then the archaeologist that thought it was totally fucked was just like, I don't know, man. just like look at it. You see this you see this you these uh, pictures here? It's meant to be a story, right? The idea is supposed to show the cycle of humanity, you know. Waves of benevolence and malevolence, creation and des- destruction, giving and taking. You know, it's just like the ebb-, ebb and flow of humanity. But if you look at the way it's put together, the whole pictor- pictorial thing is just moving toward destruction. Now this was supposed to be a a fortune-telling amphora, supposed to to depict the projection of humanity, so if they truly were predicting that it was just headfirst in destruction, And those Greeks were some real downers, some real nihilists. I was like, oh, you don't really, uh, believe in that stuff, do you? And then the Greek archaeologist said, well, you know, why do you think I'm into this stuff, you know? I mean, you know, you, you study, uh, Indian archaeology, you should know that, uh, some of these, uh, some statues are built so that spirits can inhabit them, you know? It's a similar principle with this Amphora. It's meant to be a trajectory for humanity, and if someone dropped it and fucked it up, and then tried to put it back together, then they put it back together with uh, that trajectory being toward destruction permanently. Thing or on the way over and check cleared, cleared his throat and it was just like uh, <clears throat> some guy named Bruce I think was on the ship kind of lurking around down there. And all the archaeologists uh, spent a few weeks in Montreal uh, helping with the m- museum curation. Eventually, there was a brief investigation on what happened to the Amphora. and everyone kept looking for this guy named Bruce, but no one could find him. fact was fucked up, it was just like, Chad, there is no one named Bruce on the ship. I think you kind of, you didn't make that up, did you? And Chad was just like, no, no, of course not. Possibly just heard that out of the blue, could I? Have? And then out loud, Chet said, "It's so weird, I couldn't find anyone named Bruce." And then the archaeologist was just like, "Yeah, it's a hell of a coincidental name." And then Chet was just like, "Oh, why is that?" The archaeologist said, well, you know, the story behind this face you know, it's meant to be a trajectory of uh, humanity and the human condition and all that. But it was also made for someone, you know. Not only was it supposed to be a fortune-telling thing, but it was also meant to harmonize with other spirits, you know at the time there was one evil spirit named Bruce that would kind of lurk around and like possess stones and statues and whatnot, and a lot of ailments. Apparently it was someone who died who was actually named Brutus, but, you know, who's to say specifically? And part of the reason this amphora was made was to stave off Bruce, uh, the evil spirit. Bruce was dedicated to destruction and evil, but, you know, with the Zimphura, it's just a, since it was just a pure uh, trajectory of humanity, both the good and the bad, Bruce couldn't touch it. He couldn't inhabit it, so to speak. this new interpretation of the emperor you know Bruce could totally come by and just you know totally possess it and fuck shit up you know all that jazz and Chet was just like all that jazz and the archaeologist said yeah all that jazz Chet thought about it he was just like there's no way I could've Of humanity. So Chet breaking out in a sweat went back to his hotel room and was staying in Montreal. With the opening of the museum being imminent. He saw a little note in his hotel room and a bouquet of flowers, and he read the note and it said, hey bud, I'm gonna fuck shit up for everyone, thank you, Bruce, and Chet was just like, um, okay, and then he looked at the flowers and they were some really nice lilacs. Part two. Yeah, there's a comment on here, uh, it says PIANO MAN in all caps. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Better s- get, that, get a shirt now. Get five <laughs> shirts that say that. Five yeah. shirts that say PIANO MAN? Yeah. So that when you leave the house everyone knows exactly who you are. Every, every weekday I can be PIANO MAN. Every weekday? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then on the back you can just have a school with PIANO KEYS. Okay. Did you get it? Cause you're P- a spooker. Oh. <laughs> that was okay. Loose metaphor, but... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. You should get some Billy Joel song titles and no. there. I think, uh, you could take in a spooky direction. If I, can, not. If I could play a Billy Joel Art. song, no. I would no, do a... No, uh, you don't need to actually play a yeah, Billy things Joel song. Yeah, it thinks a lot, No. start. No. Yeah, it's it's da 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 Possessing a fucked up artifact. He went to the museum in Montreal He fucked shit up for everyone there. <laughs> you know, I don't remember Billy Joel it sounded like that. no that's an impressive. Yeah. I yeah. I think Billy Joel J- I would buy your album though. I think Billy Joel songs are great if you just replace all the lyrics with, like, some fucked-up shit. <laughs> I, sense a, I sense a Spook Show album coming the more you talk. I... Yeah. <laughs> yeah da, 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 da. Okay. Alright, this next story is called... Oh My Fucking God Show! no looks like show I don't know. oh oh my fucking god show <laughs> you do what you want with it you're the g-a-w-d i hope so it's it's g-a-w-d fuck yeah i don't know who wrote it i did oh was... i want you to do what you want. what do you want to it do with that it? that's it that's an h your mom's an h <laughs> no she's not sorry lord i love you didn't mean it <laughs> i don't even know what that means Your dad's
1: an age, fat age.
0: Now, Chet was a rational thinking man. lilacs in his hotel room, he drew two conclusions. One, he accidentally summoned the an evil Greek spirit named Bruce by breaking an amfura and sloppily building it back up with crazy glue. And Bruce's evil spirit was uh, grateful for it left some nice flowers and a nice note and very nice handwriting or someone named Bruce had a crush on him (coughs) and then the third option of it could be both Montreal was almost up, and the unveiling of all the artifacts that came over to the Montreal Museum of Archaeology was was coming forth and was going to go to the premiere, uh, the unveiling for it. It was the first time Montreal was open since the uh, pandemic and there had a nice little social distancing restrictions going. Everyone was very excited in a responsible way. Artifact show, but uh, all Chet Chet could think that it was just the oh my fucking god show because there's an evil spirit named Bruce on the loose. Chet had to find a way to somehow capture uh, loose Bruce. So, it's around dusk when he arrives at the museum. And the archaeologist who knew that the Amphura was totally fucked, uh, named Damien, uh, Chet came up to him and was just like, Damien, uh, so tell me more about the Amphura. Uh, what, do you, what do you know about uh, Bruce? And Damien was just like, I mean, you know, the only thing you really know about him is that he's an asshole. No, but what he would do is, uh... You know, a lot of ancient civilizations would, uh... Create statues or little totems, uh... So that spirits can inhabit them, you know. Well, what Bruce would do, uh... Apparently he was a human that died. And he would try to... Roam the Earth and seize, uh about statues and try to trying to take the opportunity from spirits to inhabit them and then when he masqueraded as a uh, as a god or a deity to a human that's when he start to fuck with their life to some capacity and then Chet was just like yeah I got the message that he likes to uh, fuck shit up but um what does that mean? What does, what does he do? You know. And then Damien shrugged. He's just like, well, I don't know. I don't specialize in uh, Bruce Chet. You know. It's pretty much just like a folk myth in like a rural town. You know go study the gods, man, you know what I mean, like Greek myths, you know, but uh, but yeah, I don't know how he'll fuck shit up, you know, but all I know that he does, and usually the people he haunts ends up dying to some capacity. The show picked up, everyone was having a good time looking at the artifacts, discussing Hindu art and archaeology, as well as the utilitarian Greek artifacts. staring at the amphora. Oh it's a uh, crazy group crazy glue crust of its shards. It's a misshapen form, you know. And you didn't notice it before but it was kind of just like crooked and like bent and tilted a little bit. test it with liquid, but he was sure that there was a leak somewhere there. see if anything happened. And then he saw one guy just kind of stare at it for a while. And the guy was just like, yeah, this, uh, this artifact's a real beauty, isn't it? Chat recognized his voice as uh, the one that called out for Bruce on the ship. And he was just like, "Hey, you heard of the uh, the demon box?" And uh, Chat was just like, uh, "No, I don't think so." And the guy was just like, "Yeah, yeah, it's like a it's a box that uh, has a demon trap inside." touches it, you know, a lot of crazy shit happened to them, where some disasters and whatnot, you know, you know, real crazy shit, a lot of fucked up shit. And then Chet was just like, "Uh uh-huh, you know, you were on the, you were on the ship that brought the artifacts to the Canadian shore. recognize me or something and then Chet was just like yeah i thought i recognized your voice or something and that canadian guy was just like oh that's cool man yeah you know i'm definitely on a I'm on my vacation so i thought i'd you know uh stay on land for a bit you know go to this museum because all the artifacts looked really cool you know i don't go to montreal often enough just like, "Uh uh-huh. So, do you know anything about Bruce? And the Canadian guy was just like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I chat with him sometimes. And then Chet was just like, you chat with him? And then the guy was just like, yeah, yeah, you know. He really just wants to fuck shit up all the time, you know? I really dig it. I really vibe with his energy, you know. I was just like "Uh uh-huh you called out to him on the ship didn't you and the canadian guy was just like yeah yeah you know when we chat he always talks about like you know he's just like waiting for an opportunity and i had something to do with it you know and then one day when i was in the storage room i was just like uh i felt like something really important was going to happen so in that moment, I was just like, hey, Bruce, just to get his attention. Then I haven't heard from him since, you know? And then Chet was just like, oh, huh. And then the Canadian guy was just like, uh, well, you know, do you hear from him at all? And then Chet was just like, oh, I don't... Uh, I, I, got a, I got a note from him and some flowers. And then the Canadian guy was just like, oh, seriously? And then Chet was just like, yeah. And then the Canadian guy was just like, ah, oh, bro, I think he likes you. And then Chet was just like, what do, what do you mean? And the Canadian guy was just like, I don't know, you probably uh, got a vessel for him or something, so he can uh, have more in contact with a uh, earthly matters, you know, probably was kind of infatuated with you after that, you know, bro, I think he likes you, you know, and then a Canadian guy just looked back at the infora. and he was just like, oh, is this crazy glue, and he lightly rubbed it with his thumb, and then chat was just like, hey, wait a minute, can you just, like, tell me more about Bruce, I don't know, man, it's just,
1: uh,
0: I'd call him, like, a a low-dose friend, you know? You know, it's pretty cool to chat with and hang out with, but I wouldn't trust him with, like, real shit, you know? You know, better be careful, that's all I'll say about it. Then the Canadian guy went off and looked at other artifacts. Now, at the museum, there wasn't any music playing, but then they started to play music and uh, they started to play Piano Man, and Chet was just like, oh, well, I guess I kind of like this song. I didn't really think much of it, you know, it's Piano Man, a lot of people have heard it uh, millions of times and whatnot. Of the Inferno, see if uh, any other Bruce shenanigans happen, you know. Really being diligent about it. But now he's listening to the music and Piano Man comes on again. And the chat was like, it's so weird. Didn't this song already play? By the third time the song played, he was looking around and saw that people were just like turning their heads and whatnot and being like, yeah, this this fucking Piano Man? With coping with a lot during the pandemic, but plenty of denial was happening about the uh, abundance of times that Piano Man was playing on the intercom. By the 12th time, people were getting visibly upset. By the 13th time, uh, he, someone people were starting to groan a little bit. This must be the work of Bruce, the evil Greek spirit. He said he was going to do some fucked up shit, and this this shit sounds pretty fucked up. Twenty times in, people started to scream. People were trying to scream so loud just to drown out Piano Man and Billy Joel's vocals. trying to stare at artifacts and just to ignore the song, you know, and just, like, scream at, like, a high pitch just to soothe some, themselves with some shrill white noise. Twenty-five times in, people were running around and breaking shit, destroying all the artifacts in the museum, causing a ruckus. One person even ran out of the museum and then got their car and then rammed it back into the Montreal Museum of Archaeology. Right in the foyer, crashing through the glass doors. Thirty times in, people's ears, ears were starting to bleed. Chet didn't know why he wasn't affected. He just watched the whole madness happen. 30 times in, everyone was dead, except for Chet, who saw all the dead bodies uh, bleed out to the tunes of Piano Man, He was awestruck, flabbergasted, and didn't know what to do about it, in awe and disgust. The only thing he thought to do was to grab the Amphura and just walk out of the museum. You're looking at me like that story is implausible. <laughs> I neither confirm nor deny that story is plausible. Yeah. This next installment is called High Purity. Fed was never a religious man, but after he witnessed what the what is historically called uh, the Piano Man Massacre, he decided to start the Church of Bruce. <laughs> he never believed in the power of the spirits previously, but. Obviously, Bruce was a force to be reckoned with. It was a humble church on the edge of Minnesota. It spread through the northern midwest and parts of Canada. as the Pope of Bruce. They didn't have any tight doctrine, you know. No uh, clear rituals to watch out for. Not a whole lot of sermons other than, yeah, you gotta watch the fuck out for Bruce. You saw it as a PSA, you know. People would uh, claim the apocalypse and whatnot. Beware of Doomsday, beware of the Apocalypse. Beware of Armageddon, the Rapture. But Chet's only main message was just like, uh... Yeah, watch the fuck out for Bruce. He'll get ya. Bruce is on the loose. My bad. He spent all of his life savings to, uh... By a church and then made that his home and would host uh, the mainline service sermons there got to the point where uh, the religion was so popular or the cult was so popular that they would have like outdoor sermons because people would just like bleed through and travel all throughout the northern Midwest and parts of Canada to visit Canadians would sneak into the United States Just to, or rather they'd go to the United States to go to the sermon and then have to sneak back into Canada because you know the pandemic uh, the United States was considered a, an icky country due to its poor pandemic procedures very icky found it very difficult to host an international uh, religion and cult uh, from an icky country, but he made it work. You know, people were devoted enough. But anyway, in his church house, uh, when he wasn't hosting sermons, he just uh, had, like, paintball, gunfights and stuff. It's a big church. You gotta do something, you know. But he'd have the infura, uh, that Bruce had a crush on him. That's his only reasoning for why he was spared at the Piano Man Massacre. Chet would try to take naps next to the infirma. What he would do, he was uh, he would hold both handles, Try to feel Bruce's spirit. Go to sleep, and then try to have conversations with Bruce. Sometimes Bruce would come. uh, uh, Sometimes Bruce would uh, inspire other people to send him flowers. But he was finding uh, the more sermons he had as uh, patrons came, Chet gifts on behalf of, on behalf of Bruce. And he wasn't sure if Bruce was actually manipulating them to give Chet gifts or if they were just like super into Bruce and just wanted to devote themselves to the religion. He couldn't tell anymore. would always, uh, suggest to Chet to do some weird shit, just like, hey, you should buy a bunch of chainsaws. And Chet was just like, well, Bruce, why, why would I need a bunch of chainsaws? And then Bruce would say, which was as often his response, was just like, I don't know, just to fuck shit up, you know? Why not? So, Chet bought a bunch of chainsaws, and, uh, on one sermon, uh, he gave them away to the people there, and then they just kinda, like, wrecked a bunch of shit in the church, a lot of injuries happened, Uh, law enforcement was involved, Uh, and the church had a reputation for fucking shit up and being really bad for the country, one of many things that were bad for the country that were going on during that time. Eventually, Chet started a ritual of uh, bestowing communion from the uh, amphora. What made his specific church such a hot-, hot spot for his religion was he would serve water from the amphora and then allow patrons to drink from it. is that they'd go to their homes in the Midwest or parts of Canada. And then Bruce would temporarily possess them uh, long enough for them to do fucked up shit. It could be anywhere between uh, murdering someone or leaving the intercom on at a supermarket. But not letting anyone know where it was on, so it's just like this high-pitched screech from the intercom. Cutting the brakes in random cars, you know. Real weird shit. It was a very steady, but very stable, growth of chaos and destruction. Bruce once said to Chet, "Like, see, this is all I ever wanted—just, just to fuck shit up." And then Chet was just like, "Yeah, I know, I know." The church expanded. They uh, started to send missionaries to other parts of the world of Europe, Australia, Norway, and whatnot. But then they sent some missionaries to Greece. and Some people there knew about the, the Bruce story. And they were just like, no, we don't want anything to do with Bruce. You know, keep him keep him in America. Like, we don't keep him in Canada, you know, just don't bring him over here. He's been fucking with Greek villages for fucking centuries, if not millennia. Like, we don't want anything to do with Bruce. Bruce. to Chet getting very, uh, angry letters, pretty much saying you gotta cut Bruce loose, you know, like Chet was in a tricky pos- tricky position, you know, part of him wanted to cut Bruce loose because he was, uh, an agent for destruction and, uh, chaos. some sort of infatuation with him, hence all the sex dreams he would have uh, of Bruce. Bruce coming into his dreams and then making sweet love. Even though Chet knew that Bruce was a bane on society, he kind of enjoyed being the leader of a cult, you know? got a bunch of people to listen to him for once. No one ever did uh, in his archaeology circles. And he was thinking about it, and it's just like, what would banishing Bruce even look like? Since Bruce is seeking absolute destruction, that would probably include himself. So the only, way to, the only proper way to destroy Bruce would to be to uh, bask in the highest purity of Bruce. break the Amphura. The thing that uh, summoned Bruce to begin with, but he thought about it, and that would would only make Bruce leave the artifact. He could still reappear somewhere else, whether it took a decade or a century, he would return somehow. Because Bruce was loose, you know? He wasn't really picky about what inanimate object he inhabited. So while Chet was having these inner turmoils, the Church of Bruce ended up becoming international. Spreading to five different continents. People come far and wide uh, to completely abandon pandemic procedures to visit the sermon ser- his visit is sermons and to witness to see Infirma. Of Minnesota. It's getting a bit overwhelming for a chat, you know? He just wanted to look at cool stones and learn a bit about old civilizations and by proxy learning more about himself and the people around him and humanity in general. But now he's just like fucking stuck with Bruce. Eventually, getting lawsuits uh, thrown at him from the United States and the Canadian governments for being too powerful. But he was able, he was, but then, uh, Chet was able to afford to win these lawsuits. Didn't really have to deal with any laws or anything. His church was a law of its own. And people abide by it. The laws of Bruce. Chet felt like this church was getting too big for his britches. Similar to Bob Ross for some reason. And then Chet said to Bruce, We need to talk. And then Bruce was just like, Oh, what's up, buddy? And then Chet was just like, oh, I think, uh, you know, I really respect what you do. I think you're really good at it, you know. Humanity could use some spirits of destruction and chaos every now and then, you know really shake things up and all that jazz but I think we should see other people you know and I know I'm leaving you hanging with uh, this whole uh, global church and all you know I know you're always jealous of like the Greek gods and the myths and stuff and how you were just like a small like folklore spirit and now you're really taking on storm but I'm sorry Bruce I don't think we can It's over between us. Bruce looked at him. uh, Seemed a bit disturbed and upset. But being a malevolent, semi-eternal spirit, he was just like, okay. I understand. I can keep my chin up about it. If you don't want to be part of the church of Bruce... You can still be part of the church of Bruce if you want, but if you don't want to lead the sermons or... No, that's okay. And then Chet was just like, No, you don't understand. Um I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna smash the infirma. And then it's gonna be, you know, and the it's gonna vanquish the church and that's gonna be We're gonna have to find some other uh, deities to possess or you know, whatever it is you do. It's it's a bit too big for my britches at this point. You know, I just wanna go to archaeology. Archaeology digs, you know. Teach some lectures in u- universities, and you know, I just wanted to live simply, you know. Maybe I need to find another artifact besides the Imfura. Bruce looked really upset; was, uh, he was tearing up a little bit. And then Chet was just like, "Hey, hey, Bruce, don't cry." Bruce was just like, I'm not crying. But didn't you have fun with the chainsaws though? And then Chet was just like, Bruce, the chainsaws were great. Everyone who didn't die for them had a great time. But you know, I gotta I gotta move on, you know? Time, this would have happened, and then Chet was just like, "Yeah, well, I wouldn't have smashed the amphora if like your uh, if your lackey didn't shout your name and then spooked me enough to drop it." And then Bruce was just like, "Well, I guess it's like a chicken and the egg thing of us meeting, huh?" And then Chet was just like, "Well, I guess it is." Bruce took a breath and was just like, "Huh, so." I guess this is goodbye then, right? And then Chet said, yeah, I, I guess it is. Chet knew we had to break up with Bruce, but he didn't think the goodbye would be so hard. And then Bruce said, Chet, even though you may feel differently about it, but I always love you. And then Chet said, I know. That's what makes this so hard. And then eventually Chet woke up. His mind felt silent the most it's been for a while. You could always feel Bruce's presence somewhere, but it seems like you didn't anymore. He felt like the empty church was much more quiet than it's ever been. Dark night, he went to the altar. He grabbed the Amphura and then shattered it once again. He took one of his chainsaws and started to break up the pieces, making sure to be really thorough about it. He thought about the artifact's history, of how it started off as a trajectory of the cycle, the ebb and flow of humanity. And then it now became a depiction of a uh, permanent destruction. And now it was nothing. So that humans had to write their own future. Chet liked this idea. Putting fate in the hands of the people who needed it. Maybe there's hope for humanity after all. He didn't know what to do with the church. He just kind of made a... PR announcement, he was just like, yeah, I'm done with the whole, uh, Church of Bruce thing, it's over, I'm selling the church, uh, yeah, see ya. Left a lot of people in disarray, but eventually they all dispersed, dispersed uh, all the fo- followers went their separate ways and found some other fucked up shit to believe in. Chet sold the church and managed to find an archaeology job in uh, Arizona State University. He had a nice cozy living there. He enjoyed enjoyed, uh, teaching uh, Indian archaeology like he always has. And a lot of the students he taught were really riveted by what he had to say. And it felt good to him, you know? It felt good to be listened to. He's gone one day after a long day at the university, he gets in his car to drive back to his, uh, to his house. And then he turns on the radio and Piano Man is playing. That was a beautiful man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Joe
1: now
0: I don't know other songs he does I've listened to 40 minutes of Billy Joe in a row once and I don't remember any of those songs That was Quarantine Spook Show. I'm Kyle Carezzi. Uh, Good night. Only you can prevent Billy Joel. I should learn some Billy Joel songs and do some um, spooks show stories to Billy I don't Joel really, songs. I don't really think it'll be a Billy Joel episode. I, really I mean, but also, how terrifying would that be?